Saturday, December the 12th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, a win for American democracy and a no-deal Brexit, likely. First, the week in brief. America's Supreme Court dismissed a case brought by Texas's Attorney General which sought to disregard the presidential election results in Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. President Donald Trump, 17 other state attorneys general and over a hundred Republican members of Congress had backed the attempt to disenfranchise tens of millions of voters. Joe Biden won in all four states. The plaintiffs argued the elections were unconstitutional because of changes intended to make voting safer during the pandemic. Mr. Trump had described Texas's assault on democracy as the big one, but the Supreme Court gave the suit predictable short shrift. The Electoral College will ratify Mr. Biden as president on Monday. The first approved COVID-19 jabs in America could be administered tomorrow after the Food and Drug Administration gave the vaccine developed by Pfizer and BioNTech emergency authorization. The virus has already killed nearly 300,000 people in the country. More than 230,000 new infections were reported on Friday. America's Senate passed a one-week spending bill to prevent a government shutdown hours before a midnight deadline. That gives the White House and Congress a further week to negotiate a broader set of spending measures. Some lawmakers insist that Congress must first pass a new emergency economic stimulus package. Benefits for people who lost their jobs during the pandemic expire next month. Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, called a no-deal Brexit very, very likely. Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission, said the positions of Britain and the EU remain apart on fundamental issues. Both sides have given themselves until Sunday to finalise negotiations, but talks have broken down over fishing rights and non-regression clauses that would keep Britain tied to certain EU competition rules. The lower house of Argentina's Congress approved a bill legalising abortion beyond cases of rape or threats to the mother's health, for which termination is already legal. The vote is a victory for women's rights activists against opposition from the Catholic Church. If the proposed law also passes the upper house, Argentina will become the largest Latin American country to loosen restrictions on abortion. The Asian Development Bank approved a $9 billion funding scheme to support developing countries in Asia in delivering COVID-19 jabs to their citizens. The initiative will be accompanied by a $500 million financial credit facility to help countries secure safe and effective vaccines. Countries such as Indonesia and the Philippines are likely to struggle with storage and delivery. And the Civil Aviation Administration of China urged airline cabin crews to wear disposable nappies while on duty and avoid using the lavatory. The advice, which aims to limit the spread of COVID-19, applies to charter flights travelling to countries where the infection rate is higher than 500 people per million. Pilots and passengers are exempt from the diaper diktat. And now, here's today's agenda. Changemaker, Wonder Woman 
William Moulton Marston created the character of Diana Prince in the 1940s as psychological propaganda for the new type of woman who should rule the world. In her stories, she battled misogynists. In real life, she appeared on the cover of Ms., a pioneering feminist magazine. When the Wonder Woman film was released in 2017, Prince became only the third major female comic book character to get her own live-action movie. It was a success, too. Taking $820 million at the box office, it became one of the highest-grossing films directed by a woman. When Wonder Woman returns this month in a story set during the Cold War, her adventures will be released in American cinemas and on HBO Max simultaneously. This does away with the theatrical window, the exclusive period cinemas enjoy before films are available on streaming services. Warner Brothers plans to release titles in this way throughout 2021. Other distributors may follow suit. Art of the Steel – Nazi Plunder in Court on December 7th, America's Supreme Court took up claims from plaintiffs of Jewish descent who said property was stolen from them by Germany and Hungary during the Holocaust. The German case involves 42 items from the Gelf treasure, a collection of medieval religious art housed in a Berlin museum. Descendants of Jewish dealers say Germany forced their family members in 1935 to sell the pieces, now valued at $250 million, at a fraction of their value. Fourteen Holocaust survivors say Hungary looted their property when, in 1944, it sent them to Auschwitz and other death camps along with 500,000 other Jews. The justices will determine only whether these plaintiffs may continue their cases in federal courts. A law passed in 1976 generally prevents Americans from suing foreign countries, with exceptions for genocide or expropriation. But if these cases are allowed to proceed, Germany and Hungary warn, international comity will suffer and foreign governments may begin dragging America into their docks as well. Anatomy of a Murder – Assassins or Innocents? The assassination in 2017 of Kim Jong-nam, half-brother to Kim Jong-un and disgraced former heir apparent to their father as North Korea's leader, threatened the country's long relationship with Malaysia. The story centred on two women who smeared a deadly nerve agent on Kim's face in Kuala Lumpur's airport. At the time, some cast them as cold-blooded killers, but a documentary by Ryan White makes the case that they carried out the murder unwittingly. Assassins delves into the personal histories of Siti Aisya and Duan Ti Huang to understand what entangled them in Kim's murder and a geopolitical mystery. Both women claimed that they had been recruited by North Korean agents not as assassins, but under the impression that they were participating in a prank show. The film suggests that they had been used and discarded as political pawns, part of the Kim family's desire to hold on to power at all costs. Fighting's Back – Anthony Joshua vs Kubrat Pulev Boxing has had a wretched year. Fights have been postponed and fans have been fed thin gruel, such as an exhibition match between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., two former heavyweight champions well past their prime at 54 and 51. The first consequential heavyweight bout of the pandemic era takes place on Saturday, when Britain's Anthony Joshua faces Kubrat Pulev of Bulgaria. Mr. Pulev has lost only once in 29 professional bouts, but is unlikely to stop Mr. Joshua. 
By dispensing with Mr. Pulev, Mr. Joshua would clear the way for a match against his compatriot Tyson Fury. A Joshua Fury bout would unify all four of heavyweight boxing's belts and crown the first undisputed heavyweight champion of the world since Lennox Lewis in 1999. Key terms of that fight have already been agreed on. Provided Mr. Joshua avoids an upset, 2021 already seems more promising for boxing fans. Ex-Utero Development in a Dish It is quite easy to observe the early embryonic development of animals that grow inside eggs like birds or fish. Mammals, though, which develop in utero are more shrouded in mystery. As a workaround, researchers reporting in Science have grown part of a mouse embryo from stem cells in vitro. Growing tissue in a petri dish is not new, but previous attempts have yielded only disarranged cell clusters. The breakthrough came from implanting the cells in a special gel that imitates the environment inside a living animal. For five days, the cell culture closely mimicked a developing mouse embryo, creating precursors to bone, muscle and cartilage. This sort of bioengineering will be a boon for drug companies that need to test their wares on human-like tissues. There are financial disincentives and ethical objections to testing on animals. Even so, this new harm-free technique is likely to draw criticisms of playing God. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Olive Schreiner, who died on this day in 1920. Experience teaches us in a millennium what passion teaches us in an hour. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.